Hello friends, welcome to Abide and Thrive Podcast. I am Bria, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Join me every Tuesday as we learn to abide in Him together, unravel scripture, and to have deep and encouraging conversations. But before we start, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review rate and download this podcast your review not only helps me as your host but it also helps future listeners and so i hope you have your journals and i hope you have your pens ready because we're gonna go into this episode together Welcome to another episode of the Biden Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Bria, and today is going to be such a special episode. Um, if, you've, if you've ever experienced orphan heart or abandonment, rejection, pain, this is the episode you really want to dial into. Um, you're going to definitely want to stick around because we have a very special guest joining us this episode, Dr. Stephanie Carter. Um, she's a Bible teacher. She's an author. A uh, course creator and a memoir writer. Hi, Miss Stephanie. Are you there? I am. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Bria. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So, um, I want to start off. I want to start off all the guests with a question. Um, I want to ask you, what's been your most favorite thing in this season of your life? Oh, I've had many seasons because I'm older. I'm 57. So uh, the season that I'm in right now, I'm in I'm in a transition season. I'm transitioning from one thing to something else. So I would have to say this has been the first time where I actually feel uh, a real sense of peace in my life. Mm-hmm. that I didn't think I would ever feel. I, I just didn't, from all the, from everything that I've been through, I'm I'm sensing, I'm not resisting the transition as much as I used to in my younger 20s and 30s and 40s. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you have a new puppy. <laughs> I do. I have a, a black mini schnauzer named Kyrie and he's 12 <laughs> weeks. And right now he's chomping on, a sweet potato um, like chip thingy, oh the chewy, and he's loving it. I put him in his crate so he wouldn't make noise while we do this because oh he wants goodness. all my attention. Yes, he's literally the cutest thing ever. He is. He yeah. is. Okay, so before we start, I like to just invite the Holy Spirit. So I'll pray to I'll pray us and we'll just get right start. We'll get started right away. Okay, okay. So, Lord, I thank you for this episode, Lord. I pray that you would just open our, open up our hearts to just receive what you want to speak to us today, Lord. I pray that you would just use Miss Stephanie and use myself, Lord, and that we will just make room for you on this podcast episode. In your name, Lord, I pray. Amen. 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 So, Miss Stephanie, I would love for you just to open up and share a little bit about yourself. And like, who is, who is Stephanie? What does she do? Um, what's your heart? And yeah. Well, um, I'm Dr. Stephanie Carter. So I have a doctorate degree in theology, but that's not who I am. 
Mm-hmm. I uh, love writing. I love family. Family is very, very huge for me. I love to quilt. I'm a Bible teacher. I create Bible studies. I uh, am also a life coach and a biblical lay counselor. So I, I see clients. I help people with their personal issues and marriage issues. And uh, I love yard work. I love flowers. Yes. And I love, yes, you know that. I love flowers. I love to, to cook. I don't cook as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to read. I just kind of do a bunch of things. I'm very creative. Yeah, I love that. And you just started a book club. I did. I just started a book club, a book club that I um, wanted to start back for community, Mm -hmm. trying to connect with people. But my, in my heart, my heart is for, for women. My heart is, um, well, my heart is for women, but God shifting me from that. So I'm in this transition uh, phase of my life right now. And God is sort of shifting me Mm -hmm. from a lot of counseling to more writing and uh-huh. he's instructed me about maybe two months ago to sharpen my gifts. So I'm back in writing school. Um, with so Jerry, awesome. Yeah. With Jerry Jenkins, you know, the author of the left behind books, he uh-huh. has a writer's guild, a writer's school, and I'm taking two courses in there and I'm in the guild to sharpen my gift because I want to write memoir and I've written a memoir um, earlier this year that is being shopped for a publisher right now with my book agent and I'm hoping that a publisher will buy it so I can finish the story it is an amazing story Mm -hmm. and the Lord wants me to write other people's stories memoir so I'm praying for clients to come to write their stories and it's it's just very important that people write their, their memoir. They need to write the seasons of their life and show off God. Matter of fact, he visited me last night and told me what I needed to do. And I was like, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You're, you have so much going on and you're, I feel like you are literally good at everything you put your hand to. And so those are all so, um, so much exciting things that makes me Mm -hmm. excited for you. But I just want to talk about, um, the blog, your blog post, um, you've written a couple of weeks ago called orphan no more. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, It was very, very, very insightful. And, um, just so much I love like the story of healing and how God used someone else to reveal to you um mm-hmm. your life and things that you've been feeling and just kind mm-hmm. of like how that um brought healing to you and so I would love for you just to um speak on that and talk about like what is orphan thinking what what does that look like what is orphan and um just kind of talk about your journey with that and yeah Okay. Well, the I I wrote a blog on my on my website, stephaniemcarter.com. Okay. So mm-hmm. I wrote this blog and I wrote this blog from the deepest place in my soul because I'm I'm in this when God takes you through transition, you yeah. go through so many emotional changes. And yeah. I don't and I really didn't think the blog was going to resonate with anyone in particular. I just sort of wrote it for me, because I needed to put it out there for clarity. It was like a, it was like a marking point a shifting for me. And I went to see a, a pastor who had nothing to do with my life, my situation or anything, but 
I knew he could hear Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. I went to talk about why I was still feeling so much pain because people were leaving my life. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I have a, I went through a lot of depression years ago with the breakup of my marriage. I mean, like a lot of depression, yeah. a lot of anger, a lot of pain. I really, really struggled mm -hmm. and God gave me spiritual parents. And so my spiritual mom and I are very, very, very close. Mm -hmm. And she always had promised me she was never going to leave me because I, when I first met her, I was very orphaned in my thinking. And I'll, I'll tell you what that means in a minute. Okay. And so she promised that she would never leave because I remember telling her people always leave. People just always leave. They leave my life. Like people always leave. Yeah. And I believed her. Like, I just, I just believe this. And mm -hmm. because I saw Jesus in her life and she was there for me every single day for the past, I like 20 years, every single wow. day. She has been every day. Mm -hmm. She has been here for me. So she has some things going on in her life and with my spiritual dad and they need to move Yeah, and they need to move to another state. And I was completely devastated by this. And mm -hmm. then I had other relationships with other women friends that were falling apart, but I didn't know why, like mm -hmm. they weren't talking to me. It seemed like people were ghosting me and I'm like, what, is, what is going on? So yeah. I went and I talked and, and, and there's just other things, other orphaned heart things were coming up. Mm -hmm. So what is orphan heart? Because that's mm -hmm. what I went to go talk to the pastor about. So orphan heart is a topic that people don't really know by definition, but they know it from experience and they wouldn't call it that because, you know, they wouldn't say, Oh, I got an orphan heart or orphan spirit or orphan thinking mm -hmm. and orphan heart or orphan spirit or orphan mentality. It's a mindset. Okay. It's a way of belief is, is what it is. And it's one where the individual feels like they don't have a place of total acceptance, warmth, security, or protection. It's, mm -hmm. it's a heart of self-reliance. I'm just going to rely on myself. Mm -hmm. It's a heart where you can't trust anyone to do anything for you. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's if you want anything done, you better just do it yourself. It's yeah. this feeling that you don't matter to anyone. No real sense of a place to call home or really rest. And so it's varying mm -hmm. degrees of that, but you just sort of feel orphaned, mm -hmm. like a real orphan. And, and it's a place where you don't trust where you just don't trust people. So mm -hmm. I realized years ago, and it was just like an absolute shock to me, um, probably when I first got married is when it surfaced, where I realized oh. where I had heard the term, where I was like, or and I, it was just such a shock. I, could, I was like, I finally knew what was wrong with me, why I had all these reactions to things. And whenever anything happened, like, uh, for example, if a, if a tire got flat on the car, or something broke down, my first reaction would be, God don't love me. Why doesn't God love me? Why does he let all these things happen? He don't love me. Mm -hmm. And I just could not get a grip of the love of Father God. I just, I could not, I just could not. Well, and yeah. it was just this feeling. I never felt at rest or at peace or just loved unconditionally. Like God, like if God loved me, you wouldn't let these things happen. Um, and how, how does a person get orphaned? They get orphaned because you have a wrong encounter with love 
in that mm-hmm. moment you have that you have you have a, an encounter with love that's not right and it comes from from satan and you have this just this wrong encounter with love so this mindset sets in mm-hmm. but we weren't created this way we were created right. in the likeness of god we were created in his greatness and so we weren't supposed to to be this way so here i was these old feelings that i thought i had really worked through a lot um were resurfacing because my spiritual mom and dad loved me so much unconditionally without a hook or a catch and there's there's four things that an orphan person needs um because god doesn't want you to stay orphaned if anybody is listening and they are connecting with what I'm saying because when you have this sort of mentality, it leads you to wrong consequences in your life. And those consequences for you will be as if they are true. So it will feel, it would just, it would just really seem true to the person. I'm not loved. Life is horrible. People always leave people, whatever it is, you'll just have these thoughts. Yeah. And it's really a stronghold or a fortress of thinking, but it exalts itself against the true knowledge of God, which is true. And it's one of the strongest, um, greatest strongholds that Christians deal with. I think 80% of the church is orphan in their thinking. Yes. I loved how you mentioned in your post. That was so good, Miss Stephanie, and so mm-hmm. insightful because I honestly, everyone like walks through that in their life. Mm-hmm. They but do. I love I loved how you mentioned in your post, we minister on this road, we even help people on this road, we eat dinner with people on this road, we build churches on this road, That's right. we divorce on this road. And so literally everyone, whether a, a season of like um, reaping or a season of growth or I don't know, I feel like in every season, someone, someone has to walk through, rather, rather they notice or not, they have to walk through mm-hmm. the orphan like being an orphan and so I just loved how you mentioned that and it's crazy because you could be serving God you could be um living for the Lord and you could still have orphan in your heart and uh, yeah and you also mentioned I didn't realize I was an orphan heart until I until I got married and I just thought that was so interesting because I guess like once you are in relationship with other people, mm-hmm. things begin to surface and yes, like be yes, that's where the they light. really that's where they really surface because you're in a intimate relationship, even without sex with the person, mm-hmm. because it's heart to heart sharing with people. Because the orphan is always in protection mode; they always pr- protect themselves. Yeah. They they don't want to share things or they don't trust or. They have this certain way of thinking. This person isn't really going to like me. They're going to leave me. And so my thought was, was uh, people always leave my life because see for the orphan, they respond wrong because they believe wrong because of the lie they believe is the truth. So there's always a lie that they're believing, but for the orphan hearted person, the lie is the truth for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to break through it, but You can, because God promises in his word, I will never leave you as an orphan. So Jesus never leaves us this in this state of mind. And what does the orphan person need? They need four things. They have four basic emotional needs of life that are not being met in the person. And they are security, which is 
which and say so everything for the orphan is about a feeling okay and the feeling is a word the, the body of christ doesn't like they don't like the word oh you can't feel god you shouldn't feel they want everything to be faith but for the orphan thinking person it's that's not that's not that's not what they need they they have to have a feeling to change yeah. to to be different so they what need the, secure yeah they so need you tell yeah, me what the they, four things are yeah, the four things are they need security, which is a feeling of a place of safety and security. Okay, like for example, let's say they had, you know, Tyler Perry money and lived in a gated community behind a gated, you know, house. Mm -hmm. Okay, if they're really orphaned in their thinking, they still don't feel secure. Doesn't matter. Okay, because they need the feeling of a place of safety and security. The second thing is they need love. And that's the feeling, feeling of unconditional love without a hook or a catch. And every orphan person listening to me, when I said that, they know exactly what I mean. The person who says they love you, but they have to love you without a hook or a catch. And this is what my spiritual mom did for me. She always loved me. There was no catch to it. No matter how bad I got, how nasty I was, how orphan my thinking got, or what crazy words I was saying, she still just loved me. She didn't say, oh, I'll love you. And then as soon as I did something wrong, she wouldn't be there. No. Yeah. Okay. They. The third thing is they need affirmation, which is that feeling of praise and being valued by others. Okay. The, they have to feel yeah. this. And then the fourth one is purpose. They have to have a reason to be alive, knowing that they have destiny. A reason for being here so yeah. they they have to have this and the four things are beyond the need physically being supplied but the feeling itself must be met for them to believe it wow so it doesn't matter how much you say i love you i love you or you give them things or they buy things or they shop or they do drugs or sex or whatever it is mm -hmm. to fill the void of these four things they will never be whole until the feeling is met for them to believe that you really love them or someone loves them so I went to the, to the pastor person yes. and mm -hmm. had this conversation. Okay. And he, he, he's, and I started talking to him about something else because when you go and you talk to people, your wound always starts talking first. Mm. You may go with the intention of talking about ABC, but when you actually sit in front of someone <laughs> and talk, you start talking about LMNOP. <laughs> You yes. talk, talking about something different. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I started talking about something else. And I was like thinking to myself, why am I talking about this? Because that's the deepest hurt or need. Yeah. So as I was talking about things, it led to one thing, to another, to another. And he opened up after I taught for 30 minutes, he opened up my entire life and mm -hmm. showed me, which is what I wrote in the blog, mm -hmm. that as I grew up, I, I was the orphan little girl. I, my dad left, you know, left, cheated on my mom. He left. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't there. Then my mom died. So she left, she left me. Cause see my words that I always use for people was why do people keep leaving my life? Like, like mm -hmm. leaving, why are people always rejecting me? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I never used the word abandonment until he showed me, well, your dad, left your mom died 
And then I've had multiple women friends leave. I've had a 20 year relationship with a really good friend that I don't even know why she doesn't talk to me anymore. Like I have, I literally have no idea. Yeah. Um, she will answer a phone or a text and that hurts because we were like really, we were close like sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My natural sister, I've not seen in 33, 32 years, 32 years oh, since mm -hmm. December, 1990. And we don't talk. Then I've had my husband leave, cheat and leave. Mm -hmm. And then my 20 year mom relationship, she's leaving. And then I have recent multiple relationships, friendships that seem off. Wow, and I kept thinking, too. is there something wrong with me? Is it no. me? God, is it me? There's, there's so, I'm, I'm made wrong. There's something wrong with me. And he showed me the overarching word on my life is abandonment. And it's, I don't know what it was. It was when he said it, I realized, oh my God, that's, that's the word. Wow. It's not yeah. that the people were rejecting me. It was this word abandonment. It's, and I, and I think I mentioned this to you the other day that if we were sitting at a restaurant mm -hmm. and we're eating and then I get up and leave, I didn't reject you. I left, you left. and I, yeah. I abandoned you in the, at the table. Yes. Yeah. That's very, very different. And so it began to really set me free when he showed me that it, it's not necessarily something to do with me. It's the people abandoned. You know, we could be doing great at a dinner and someone gets up. I didn't do anything. They just left. Yeah. So and do you just think, set me free. Do you, that is amazing. And I, I, I just, I love that story. Every time I read that story on your blog, it just, I think about like, the love of the father and how he restores and how he uses people to um, show us truth. And so, I don't know. I just love that so much. And also just personally knowing you, um, I don't know that I just love that story, but yeah. I do have a question. Do you think um, you said it's not you, it's people. So do you think pe people are hurt like they're in pain and they're hurting and they may have experienced trauma and also they, they may have may have also experienced abandonment as well so do you think people yes. respond in such a way as like hurting people hurting other people because of that yes because see the orphan don't want to take care of another orphan they, they don't want to mm -hmm. but they sort of feel sometimes justified in doing that and Usually the people who are doing this wounding to the, to the, or to the other orphan, like to me, they had orphan issues too, but didn't realize it. Mm. And so hurting mm. people hurt people. Yes. Yeah. Or orphan people hurt other orphan people. Rarely orphans kind of stick together because they feel obligated, but they don't really want to take care of another orphan because they know they don't have the bandwidth to do it. <laughs> so they just sort of don't really take care of each other. They sort of stay orphaned together. Mm -hmm. So yes, hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my ne my next question. I was going to ask you, how does an orphan heart affect our relationships? That could be like friendships, or even like um, a mother and son, mother and daughter, or even like a romantic relationship. I was going to ask you, how does that affect our relationships? But you kind of already answered. But if you have anything else to, um, yeah, that. it it makes people not be um, transparent not be vulnerable with each other. You can't have intimacy, intimacy. So like married people, if they are orphaned in their thinking, they won't just let their guard down with their own, with their husband or wife. They will keep secrets. They will hold back their heart. I see this in counseling like every, every day when I counsel mm -hmm. people, 
they had they struggle with intimacy because they're afraid to be their real self because they're afraid they're going to be rejected. Yeah. Um, you see it in relationships. May a lot of times with women, um, people are jealous or they are you know nitpicky or catfighting or they are very guarded in their relationships or they're very wounded. So if you say anything to your friend, they get offended. Offense is a big thing. If you're always offended, wear your feelings on your sleeve. Um, hard, hard to repent to each other to say, I'm sorry, or we're just very distant and closed off. Um, not very, very sharing. I've learned so much about this. I've learned to just sort of let people, the, the, here's the word of advice someone gave me, let people be free to be who they are. Just let people be, if you, if you see that this is going on, just pray for them, but let them be this way, but love them. Love them the best that that you can. And the worst thing to do to an orphan-hearted person is rejection. Like it's to, because they already think, oh yeah, you're gonna reject, you're gonna leave me, you're gonna reject mm, me. Yeah. It's one of the worst things to do. Hmm. Very interesting. And so actually you kind of already answered this too, but I have people in my life that I believe that like they have orphan thinking. Um, and they could sometimes they could be a little more difficult to love and so what would your advice be to someone who has this person in their life um mm-hmm. and like what would your advice be to that person okay to- you you always have to tell the orphan person that you love them and that and you have to give them truth so let's say you're talking about or there's some situation or whatever is going on Mm-hmm. You always have to keep giving them truth about this thing that you're having a dispute over or talking about. What is the truth about this? The truth is, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. One, two, three. This is this is the truth because the orphan hearted person has a hard time accepting truth and grabbing and holding the truth like they can kind of see that it's true, mm-hmm. a truth that you love them or whatever. But then they struggle with holding it because remember their mind, their mindset, it's a stronghold in their mind and love breaks it down. The love of father God breaks it down and God will deliver and set people free, but they have to have a different encounter with love. So it has to be love without a hook or a catch. They can't, you have to love the person even if they don't perform right. You can't say, well, see, I'm sick and tired of you and I'm, and I'm leaving, I'm gone, blah, 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 blah. Or you can't reject them if they don't do something the way that you want. You have to really know you're either called to this person or you're not. It's like, are they the assignment or are you the assignment? Yeah. But what about if it's like a family member or like <laughs> someone really close to you that you are with? Well, all- you, yeah. have to, you have to still love them, but you still have to give them truth. You have to say, you have to say, okay, this is the truth of the situation. And then you can't get swept up in their stronghold. You have to stay true to what you know and keep giving them the word of God. God said he'd never leave you like an orphan. And it takes a lot of prayer, takes a lot of prayer for people that are because orphan hearted people are very hard. They're hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they do things to make you reject them subconsciously. Like they do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, very interesting. That is so good, Miss Stephanie. Um, what would you say to the girl who's listening currently? Um, 
what would you say to her if she's walking through this now? If she if she sees no hope or if she's like just going through it right now, struggling with this, what would you say to her? Well, I would I would say one, be careful who you share your heart with. Okay, be careful. So be good. careful who you share your heart with. Not everybody who says, I care for you, honey, I love you, blah, 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 will be there. Yeah. They have to actually prove that. They have to they have to prove that they will be there for you. The next one is just because they tell you a truth doesn't mean they don't love you. Okay, it doesn't mean that. It is you you have to want to be free of orphan thinking. And one of the best parables in the Bible is in Luke 15, the, the story of the prodigal son. Oh, and yeah. this is extremely important mm -hmm. in the life of the orphan thinking person. Just briefly, the son went out into the wilderness. He wanted the father's um, inheritance. Now you only get an inheritance when a parent dies, but he wanted it now. So he basically considered the father dead to him. Yeah. And he had this orphan heart or mentality, even though he lived. So you can live with your parents and, and family and still be orphaned. But all he needed to do when he left, he just needed to come back home to the, his natural father. But the orphan hearted person, you have to turn to God because while he was in the wilderness, this prodigal son, mm -hmm. it says he ate the pig slop and blah, 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 and all mm -hmm. this. And then it yeah. says he came to his senses. Mm -hmm. the, no, nowhere in the parable do you see where God the Father, the natural father, went and chased him down, went after him, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, yeah. But he had to come to his senses. So the girl listening to this, okay, if you are hearing this and you're like, okay, yeah, I think I'm orphan in my heart. I have orphan heart. I do these things that Dr. Carter said, blah, blah, blah. I feel this way. I mm -hmm. keep people on an emotional short list, like they're on the emotional um, painless, like they're yeah. going to cause me pain. Mm -hmm. And if you see that this is you, you have to take ownership and say, okay, you know what? But become aware. Yes. I can't stay orphan like this. I have mm -hmm. to come to my senses. And honestly, you have to trust somebody. You're going to have to trust one, somebody who is not orphaned like you, like you really can't trust your bestie. And you know, she's orphaned too. Like that's not going to work. Oh, yeah. You have to trust somebody else who's <laughs> godly, who's strong. And this is where it comes in with older women teaching younger women to yes. help you. Yes. A, a person who will give you truth from the word of God. And you have to actually grow up mentally. When they give you a truth, you have to take it and say, okay, I know this is true. It don't feel like it, but okay. And they just keep doing that. And then eventually you will start to shift and turn. But you you have to own, take some ownership of where you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. I feel like first we have to be aware of like <clears throat> the state of our heart and the state of our mind. And then we have to right. like take steps in moving towards like freedom. That's and, right. And so that is so good. Um, I think also if I feel like this this conversation could be so healing to someone because mm -hmm. I personally know so many people in my life that are walking through this or who are who's dealing with like orphan mentality or um just feeling like they're at their wits end with 
the Lord and all of those things. And so I think this was a very insightful conversation. Um, and because I just- Bria, one of the things is the person needs to have another experience with love to get rid of the first experience that was really bad because that's the problem. And they need other people or someone mm-hmm. to love on them but they need the father to love on them also and receive the love of father God because they don't trust people, but they also don't trust love or trust God. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about being born again because there are Christians who are this way. Yeah. It's, it's about, it's about how you feel in the father's presence because you will either live your life as if you have a home in father God, or like you don't have a home. So you'll either live comfortable or uncomfortable, even as a born again child of God. Yeah. So like, what if you're a Christian? What if you're going to church? We kind of mentioned this earlier. If you're going to church, you're walking out like the lifestyle of a Christian, but you're still like, you just cannot get rid of this, this, the thoughts that you have or the mentality that you carry. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a whole lot of people. And honestly, it orphan heart, orphan spirit, orphan mentality, they're all the same word. Doesn't you can't read enough Bible to get rid of it. You can't cast it out. It's not a spirit you cast out. You can't pray enough for it to be gone. You must have an encounter with love, with Father God, with love. Now, God will either deliver you himself or he will bring other people because remember the body of Christ is all connected. All of us in the body, he will bring people into your life that love you. Not like a, you know, an intimate relationship, but they just keep showing you the love of God. Mm -hmm. And so you have a responsibility to start receiving that and taking that in because the greatest miracle is really transforming the heart of the orphan into a son or into sonship no. with God. Yeah. And that's the greatest miracle, but God will use people or, or he will do it himself. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Stephanie, I thank you so much for just joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. Giving so much wisdom and insight. I would love to have you on again because literally there's like, there, I feel like you can just talk for hours about so many, so many topics. Yes. So much wisdom. And so I thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. I yes. love to talk and share and uplift um, people. I don't like that people are hurting and broken and live beneath where God wants them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, um, can you just share one more thing um, of like encouragement to someone who's dealing with this? Um, yeah. Yes. I, if you are someone and you have listened to this podcast all the way through and you know that, okay, I, I think I've got some orphan heart and you want to know more about it. Okay. You're welcome to reach out to me or Google um, or orphan hearted, you know, believers, you can just Google some things. Um, not really sure how much will pop up. I have a lot of information on it, but if you, Do you are, have any book recommendations you, as well. Um, yeah. One book recommendation is called experiencing father's embrace by Jack Frost. Okay. That's, that's a great book. And you can start there. They have a ministry in South Carolina. I think it's in uh, Myrtle beach 
think it's in New Myrtle Beach called Shiloh Ministries. And they, you can go there for a weekend and experience the love of Father God. And many people have gone, they get healed and they get delivered. But be encouraged to know that God will not leave you this way because the word of God says, if you cry out to him, he will hear and he will answer and he will deliver you out of all of your trouble. It's in Psalms. I think Psalms 33 or somewhere in there, 34. Yeah. And God will not leave you this way. How do I know? Because I am pretty much no longer orphaned in my thinking like this. And I would say about maybe a week and a half ago, one day, suddenly I just felt total peace. Mm -hmm. I felt peace with my life, where I've been, what's happened to me, where I'm going. I feel clear. I feel focused. My my heart feels calm Mm -hmm. for the first time in my whole 57 years. Wow. Like my heart like really feels calm. I'm really like just really focused. It's not bothering me that my spiritual mom is leaving. It's not bothering me that other women friends are not in my life. Like, or they're not in my life in the same way. I'm not bothered by it Mm -hmm. at all. Like I'm just not, I'm just not bothered by that. And I never thought I would get to this place of just peace like this, like Mm -hmm. just feeling, feeling peace. I'm, I'm happy to be by myself. I'm happy with all the projects I have going, what I want to do. It's yeah. And so God will come, he will come and he Mm -hmm. will help you and he will set you free, but you must cooperate with Holy spirit. You must cooperate with him. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is amazing. Miss Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love that so much. And that makes me so, so encouraged that encourages me. And so, um, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Do you have any way that people can reach you? Um, like your social media, your website? Um, yes, people can, people can reach me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. I don't know what my Instagram I can put it. She gets to put that in the show notes. Yeah, I, I can put that it in is. the show notes for you. But uh, I am on Instagram, but my website, stephaniemcarter.com. And there's like a contact page. Or you can email me, stephaniecarter45 at aol.com. Mm-hmm. And because my websites are going to change, I've created a new website and I'm creating a memoir site. So soon the website will be different, but mm-hmm. um, it's still the same it's web address. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, to the girls struggling with orphan heart or to the guy that's struggling with orphan heart, I really encourage you just to grab a journal and grab a pen and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you um, things in your heart that don't belong there, ways that he could pour out his love um, into your heart, and maybe even ways that people in your life that um, you've probably rejected because of self-protection. So just begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, um, invite him into your day, grab your journal, grab your pen, and just begin to journal and write to him. And um, I pray that he reveals reveal those things to you. Um, again, thank you so much, Dr. Carter, for coming and sharing um, your heart and wisdom with us. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, feel free to share with a friend or 
a sister, a mom, your dad, anyone that you may know that me that may need to hear this, because I believe there's so many people in the body of Christ and so many people in the world that struggle with this and that could really use the Father's love and um, could just really hear this. And so I thank you so much for joining me, and um, I will talk to you later, Dr. Carter, and I will see you guys in the next episode. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye. Thank bye. you. Well, friends, that is all for this week's episode. I pray that you enjoyed it. I hope that it was insightful for you. Be sure to stay up to date on all things Abide and Thrive on Instagram at Abide and Thrive Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will see you all in another episode next week. Bye.